Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and this week, you know, you'd think I'd be. No, I'm just kidding. I'm never joined by anybody else. This is Will, aka Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? I'm doing just great. How are you? I'm great as well. And we had another phenomenal tournament take place over the weekend, but not just one, but we had like five or six tournaments that happened over the weekend it was crazy it was crazy a lot going on a lot of information to get out it was good shit though yeah yeah a lot of good halo see so obviously we're talking about uh hwc london took place over the weekend at the gfinity arena great arena by the way yeah the setup looked awesome oh it's great i love the uh entrances that the teams had and yep. how everything was set up it looked really really nice the uh the mixture of red and blue lights was just perfect right it was everywhere and it just oh it looks so good love that red and blue you gotta you gotta you gotta do it um and then also we had game battles tournaments that took place over the weekend so i thought that it was just going to be london but when the london players play so will everybody else around the world because they got to get those pro points proceeding um ladies and gentlemen this is uh, episode nine of hcs pro talk for the week of february 27th 2018 and it's going to be a long one at least i think it is we'll see how it goes but based off the notes that i have in front of me i think it's going to be fucking long we got a lot to bring to you guys it's good shit so without further ado let's get into the first segment that we always start each week out with and that is roster That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Roster Mania. Will, do you want to take Roster Mania, please? All right, from South America, Mexico, Australia, and Europe, there is nothing to report at this time. And in North America, we have a team with no name that is looking for an organization to represent them, and that is Falcated Shooter, Tapping Buttons, and Contra. Now, Falcated Shooter, and I think Contra as well, are all coming from different teams, I believe. And they formed this roster. And Tapping Buttons, if you guys don't remember, he's the uh, player from Mexico who was not able to compete with North American teams at Orlando. And I don't think he was able to compete with North American teams on game battles either, right? Didn't we talk about that? I forgot yes. exactly the specifics. I remember the... I don't remember the, the specifics of the situation, but... Honestly, I think it's a little too late for these guys. A little, Obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's still there's still a shit ton of talent on this team, though. There is. By far. I and mean, And there's a lot of game battles left to be played, but... Right. And this, what, people, what people might not understand is, like, Shooter, he used to be on Splice. After Denver, like, for Denver, he was on Splice. After Denver, he was no longer on Splice. But, for the record, he was on that roster that, again, made it to the Grand Finals... And also won Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken either. So, the players, the, the kids got skill. And Falcated, great player as well. Tapping buttons, he showed what he was worth on EG back in the day. And he was phenomenal on there. A lot of young talent there. And then Contra, he's been around for a while as well. So, yes, while they probably realistically don't stand a chance at or at uh, Columbus. Jesus Christ, almost just said Orlando again. I still think that they could give a lot of the other, like, let's say they get, no, they won't even make it to the world finals, I don't think. So, well, yeah, they, they could gear up now for the pro league next pro season. league next season. Yes, exactly. Sure. Yeah. That'd be nice to see. Be cool to see them stick together and see if they can get their skill really set in, I guess you could say. Um, should we move on to the news? What do you got for news? One piece of news for you guys today. So I said last week that the wife gave me a go-ahead to go to Seattle for Worlds. Well, tickets are available right now for the Halo World Championship 2018 final in Seattle, Washington. Link and links to everything else we talk about will be in the show notes. You can go ahead and check them out. There's general admission and there's VIP as well. Go check it out. I want to see this place fucking packed. I imagine it's going to be packed. It's going to be awesome. Everybody on Twitter will. Every Everybody on Twitter is saying that this event is going to be the best that they've ever had. And I think that's due in part to MLG being associated with it. Well, if you look at Orlando, everyone was 
very well pleased with what happened there. Oh, I'm stoked. I think the the finals being there, being right. held by MLG, it's just going to be grand. It's going to be great. Right. I'm excited. I want to see all the pictures in the world when you're there. I plan on it. It's going to be a grand finals. Oh, what? Oh, fuck it in. Oh, my God. No. I don't even like puns, okay? I, For the record, listeners, for the record, I hate puns, okay? It's very true. Yes. Will knows this. Everybody that like, I personally know knows that I hate puns. And yet, now I start, now I start thinking of them. What the fuck did you guys do to me? This isn't Is it fair. Because we, we know that you don't like them, so we purposely do them just to get under your skin a little bit. And then they and just then, pop into my and head. And now you're starting to realize how many puns in the world there really are. And I hate myself for it. <laughs> like every time you I got, say one, I just hate myself. You got to get them out there, though. As much as I don't really <laughs> you like gotta puns. You got to get them out there? Okay. I really don't like puns either, but like there's something like if I think of one, it has to be said. God. It's gotta, and then a little piece of me dies inside every <laughs> single time I hear a pun. So send me your, okay, challenge for our listeners out there. Think of some great Halo puns and tweet them at us at HCS Pro Talk. I like it. I think that'd be pretty funny that'd to see great. how much cringe I can possibly stand with that and then me Monday on fucking Reddit. Let's just see how much cringe I can possibly take from oh, this. Oh, that's going to be great. Holy shit. So, again, tickets are available right now. Go check it out. If you're any at all interested, if you live in the Seattle area, you'd be stupid not to go. Um, and I imagine that tons of people are going to show up to this event. It's going to be great. And I know it's a little while away, but I'm really excited for Columbus because this is at the MLG Arena. That's why it sold out so that's why it sold out so quickly within 48 hours, the Columbus event, because it's at the MLG Arena. This is going to be awesome. Like, I'm so glad that all these tournaments are taking place. We have so much to talk about, and God, I love Halo so much. Um, Okay, before we get into London, our London recap, our London post-show, let's talk about the Game Battles tournaments that happened over this past weekend as well. Will, take it away. All right. So for Australia. Wait. Okay. Let me just say this real quick again. Will, take it away, but I have something else. <laughs> will, let me bring it back in. So, again, links to everything will be included, but please know that these are still the correct Game Battles links. I fucked up once, I will not fuck up again. You can fact check me if you want, but I know those are the correct links. Will, take it away. All right. <laughs> Coming from Australia, the Game Battles tournament that happened this weekend... 16 teams competed within this tournament. Mind Freak took first place once again and that juicy $500. Immunity juicy. to a second. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, it's a top prize. Uh, Mind Freak continues dominance. Um, they've won every single game battles tournament coming out of Australia. They will most likely be the ones representing at the world finals. If they aren't, I would be surprised as to who is. Based off the amount of wins that they... They've won every single one of them. Like, they right. have to. I think the... The only thing I could possibly foresee happening mm -hmm. is that when they have the Sydney... um, well, The Sydney final. Yeah. Is if something happens where they just fall apart on land. That's the but, only thing I could see. But Okay. They, I understand where you're coming from. Did you see the note that I put in there, though? They placed top 13th through 16th at Orlando. So they're already... They should be fine on land. They should. So as long as they don't fuck things up, we'll be seeing them in Seattle. Hopefully. There you have it. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Mind freak don't fuck things up. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Next, um, we have North America tournament. 43 teams competed in this one. Splice, again, taking first over Optic. Is this Splice just flexing now? Are they showing how good they are? <laughs> Did you really just say, are they just flexing now? Yeah. What like, are we, 13? Okay, come on. I'm trying to... Is not is that what the kids say? Sure. Is kids say flex? I know Jaden Smith. Okay, so going off topic for just a quick we're go, second. We're going off topic all, all of them. I said the this is going to be a long show, right? <laughs> we're going to do this. We're doing it live. So, and by live, I mean like we're going to record this and we're not going to edit it to take all this crap out because it's great and we love it. So, um, Jaden Smith came out with a rap album. Jaden Smith's a rapper now, in case you didn't know that, Will. Will Smith's son, 
who was in the pursuit of happiness with him yep. as a child. He's now a rapper. He came up with a song called Icon. All right. I don't mind the song. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this shit, but I don't mind the song. I think it's got a good beat. And he uses like uh, one of his lines, one of his bars has like the word flexin in it. And I'm like, is this what the fucking kids say? Is this, am I old? Will, am I old? Maybe. I don't think, I, I, God damn it. I hope not. 26 for crying out loud. I can't be old. If you think flexing is a kid's term, you're kind of getting out there. Remember when lit was like. It's, I think people. Okay, we're getting way off topic now, but. <laughs> I'm reminiscent, all right? Lit is still used, isn't it? I think I still use it as a joke. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fair regardless. Enough. Back anyway, on track. $1,500 went to Splice for this tournament. Yep. 500 to Optic Gaming. Again, 2,000 pro points for first place. Um, oh, to want- answer your question. Is Splice just flexing? Um, I think they're really just continuing the amount of skill that they have from Orlando. Um, and I, I, I imagine, and I've said this before, and I'll probably say it multiple times throughout the coming weeks and whatnot leading up to worlds, but optic gaming, optic and splice are on a whole different level. Like everybody already knows this. Yep. Yes. Splice won dominantly through Orlando, but I think when it comes around worlds time, like during, like coming up to the actual finals, I think we'll finally see Optic being like, okay, this is this is our turf. This is what we do. And right. I imagine they'll put up more of a fight. So we'll see what from, happens there. From what I've seen, I don't know if they can. Honestly? Look, look at how much Splice has dominated yeah, over have. them. They really have. And you'd think that Orlando, they'd want to make a statement after losing so many game battle tournaments. To sure. Them. And they just couldn't do it. Splice dominated them there as well. I think what I'm going to have to do is, um, after this show, I'll, I'll need to look at the wonderful HaloDataHive.com. And because since he compiles all the scrim results and whatnot, yep. I believe he'll have the results from the 2K. And I don't know the series. Because if you go to the if you go to the Game Battles link, that'll be in the show notes, um, it only, like, if a team won versus a team losing, it's always 3-0. Yep, because they just enter it 3-0. Right. Right. And so I want to know what the actual series is. Was it close? Was it a game five? Was it a three oh? Was it a one four? What I mean, what a one three, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Right. And while we usually try to watch these, of course London finals were happening while these game battles right. were happening. My brain well, can so only have like so much fucking capacity. Only so much Halo you can take in only at one so time. Much. All right. Go All ahead. Right. Moving on, uh let's see. South America, eight teams. Only eight teams competed in this tournament. Yep. Uh, Colombian Legend took first place. And let's see, Lanimals took second place. Again, 2,000 pro points for the first. 350 bucks went to Colombian Legend. 150 went to Lan- Lanimals. That <laughs> I don't is know why correct. It's hard to say. It's okay. And before you say the last region here, um, for those wondering... I'll need to do more research in this because in all honesty, I don't, I didn't have a ton of time to look into this further and that's on me. I apologize, but Colombian legend and Lanimals are two names that we have never seen before in regards to being in the top one, two for South America. Therefore I'll need to look at players and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they just changed names like team names. I think these have already existed in a different name. I don't know for sure, so don't quote me on it. I'll look into it further and I'll update statistics accordingly. But just know that we've never seen these team names before and they very well could just be renaming of other teams that have took first and second before. Right, because if you look at Splice's name from the last Game Battles tournament, they just used one. I was going to say, I couldn't... number one. Right, and so when I was looking through this, I had to look on fucking Twitter and go to, was it Renegade's Twitter? It might have been Renegade's Twitter to see like another 2K in the books. I'm like, oh, that must have meant they won. Yeah. That Be- was... Because it was, I Optic was obviously there in yep. the bracket and they made it to the fi- finals. And I'm like, oh, so that has to be Splice, right? Like, guys, fucking use your team name. Come on. Jesus Christ. Think you want to show that pride? Show, it, show that team name off? You know what? You asked me if they were flexing before. Yes, it is, because they used a number one. They just flexed. They were, show- were number one. That's they were what straight that was. up flexing. Those motherfuckers. I can't deny your skill. Use your team name next time. Thanks. <laughs> next region, Will. All right. From Mexico, 14 teams competed in this tournament. $350 went to Vegeta. 
And $150 for the second place team went to Shock the Poppy? I think that Shock, shock the, the World. Shock the World, yeah. And again, again, never seen these team names before, but I'm thinking that they're just renames of other teams. Yeah, I think they're just using different names in each right. tournament. I think that's what it is. And again, I'll look into this for next week. I'll give an update. Um, Which they can do because the pro points are assigned to each player and not a full team. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> All right. Well, that does it for the Game Battles tournaments over the weekend. And with that, we can finally, well, I'll just say this, I guess. Um, that does it for the first half of our show, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, our first normal half. And now we'll get into our London tournament recap. Uh, again, Halo World Championship London finals took place over the weekend as well. And the top four teams that placed in this tournament are automatically going to the Seattle finals, um, with accommodations paid for and everything. And those four teams are Team Infused. Vexed eBuyer, Fable Esports, and Maestro Gaming. So congratulations to them. We'll see you guys at Worlds. And yeah, I uh, let's see here. Will, scroll down a little bit in the document. I'm going to let you read the FFA placings first. Okay, so the free-for-all match. This was It was a great game. It yeah, went really down was. right to the end. It yep. was incredible to watch. Such intense action. But coming out with the first place win was Batchford from Maestro Gaming. 34 kills, 24 assists, and 27 deaths. He took home $2,000 and will play in the World Finals Correct. FFA tournament as well. Um, second place was Snipe Drone from Vex Gaming, again with 34 kills. And what this came down to, so they tied. They yep. actually tied for they first. Did. But the way they... Um, determined who won was by the assists. Yep. So Snipe Drone had 17 assists to Batchford's uh, 24. Um, coming in third, we had Respectful from Team Infused, 33 kills. Morga took fourth with 32 kills. Jimbo took fifth with 26 kills. And Cristola from Fable Esports uh, took sixth with 25th, 25 kills. Stumbling over myself here. It's okay. Um... Something to state real quick. So, based off all the kills, right? Yeah. Top two placings had 34 kills apiece. The last placing took 25 kills. Batchford had 24 assists. This was said during the broadcast, but if you missed it, I'm going to repeat it kind of verbatim what, what they said. Batchford pretty much put shots into everybody. Everybody. Yeah. It didn't matter if he got the kill. He put shots into any single person that he saw. The entire game. He was constantly shooting things. Which is crazy. Because usually you'd see people like hang back, maybe wait for people to go one shot or two shot, whatever it is, and then clean up kills. He was putting damage on every fucking person in the game. Right. And they said that um, usually these games used to come down to least deaths. And that's where you would see people hang back more. Now that they switched right. it to the assist, you're just looking to get that damage score up. Right. And he still took the top with kills. Yes. Which is, like, good job for Batchford, man. That's awesome. Congratulations to him. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised Jimbo wasn't a little more up there. Like, kind of by respectful. But what, what do you have? What's up? They started out slow in the whole tournament. Jimbo started slow in this FFA tournament. Sure. He started off slow in his first few games he played. Okay. The, the All of Infused really did. And I was kind of surprised. I think they needed a little waking up. Well, when we get into the whole uh, the game information, they definitely turned up a little bit. Oh, yeah. We'll say. Uh, all right. So links, I'll include a link to the bracket as well um, in the show notes. So look out for that if you're interested in seeing the entire bracket and how everything went down. But I'll quickly read through the 4v4 placings. Um, actually, you know what, Will? You can go ahead and take a swig of your Mountain Dew. And then I'm going to let you... Actually, you know what? I was going to joke about this too. Before we get into the 4v4 placings, I was going to joke about this as well. You know how like other podcasts have... And this episode is sponsored by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was going to joke for the long... I wanted to joke for the longest time and say like, yeah, welcome to episode whatever of HCS Pro Talk. And uh, this episode is sponsored by... Ha, just kidding. We're not sponsored by anybody yet. Hey, Mountain Dew, get at us. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I do have one next to me every single episode here. Yeah, so. because we drink it like every fucking day. Gr- okay, for the record here, be smart. Don't drink excess amount of pop. Yes, we're from like the northern states, so we say pop. We don't say soda. And if you say soda, you're wrong. It's pop. We're going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay, if you got to look at the rest of the country here. Everybody else says pop Everybody else. I know. Everybody else says soda. We are the outliers here. Oh, sorry. Everybody else says soda or Coke. I yes. know we are the outlier. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we're wrong. It just means we say it differently. Yeah. We're, th- Yeah. We say it correctly. Okay. That's <laughs> Do you want me to go over the 4v4 yes, placings? Yes, I here? want you to read all of the 4v4 placings and then we'll get into the actual games. So all right. In 8th place, Invalid Esports. And that consists of Carby, Profit, Crossman, and Here's to Now. They took home no money. 7th place, Endpoint, Zuh, Buck20, Shabby, and Morga. No money to them as well. 6th place was Mocket. Uh, which consists of Warlord, Looney, Squashy, and Out- I don't know how to say that name. Out, Outcasta. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Uh, One thousand two hundred fifty bucks to them. Uh, fifth place was Polaris Gaming, Hollers, Slumpy, Keysix, and Shiesty. Uh Fourth place here, again Maestro Gaming. Which consists of Batchford, Ramirez, Flux, and Two Foxy. Uh, Twenty five hundred bucks to them. Two Foxy. Yeah. <laughs> Third place, Fable Esports, Cristola, Fragger, Snakey, So Snakey is his name, oh and SLG. They took home four grand. Uh, second was Vexed E Buyer with Riots, Looney, Snipe Drone, Quadios, Lunny, Lunny. Sorry, I said that wrong. And six grand went to them. And in first place, Team Infused the Juggernaut from EU. Moe's respectful. Kimbo and Jimbo, they took home that $10,000. They did. And if you if you look at the sheet that is in front of you right now, Will, you'll notice that I don't have anything for pro points listed per player. Because uh, either there weren't pro points distributed, considering the top four teams would automatically go to Worlds, and that's what these seedings are for. Yeah. So I think that's why they weren't there. But I looked really hard to try to find if there was anything like that. But I don't think there is. Again, because the top four teams automatically qualify for Worlds. So there's that. I would assume there would be pro points because each team then would then be seeded in the final tournament as well to make the full bracket with all the other. That's what the pro points are for. They Very should true. be there. Very true. But here's, okay, so I thought about that too. And here's my question for you. I'm going to base it off next week because, or this week's, uh, this coming weekend's game battles tournaments. If there is not a European game battles tournament, then that already answered my question. There we go. Yeah. And if there is, then I don't know what the fuck for because no other teams can qualify for worlds anymore and there's no other open events. That's true because. There's still a Columbus Open. All the other regions still have... It's not an Open. It's it a is final. Not. It is a North American final. Right. So that's... Excuse... I said the wrong word. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But uh, it's okay. yeah, the every other region still has a final besides EU now. Correct. So you're right. There might be no more And that's what I'm going to wait for. We'll and, see. Yeah, and we'll obviously announce it next week's episode. But that's what I'm thinking is happening here. Um, so congratulations to Infused, and we'll break down how they got to that point. But um, let's see. Okay. Do you mind if I just start going through this shit? We have some uh, some notable series to go through. Uh, we used to kind of go team by team and talk about their notable series. Here we just have them all listed out. Right one segment so it's kind of easier to follow what series took place right i go game by game i took notes for every single game that was played since the winner's finals so we have the winner's final series the loser's semi series the loser's final series and the grand final series took notes for each game because they were actually awesome um so first and foremost, we have Team Infused versus Vexed E-Buyer in the winner's finals. This was a best of seven series. Um, the winner of this match would be a guaranteed second place 
as they would go to the grand final. They'd be the first team in the grand finals of the tournament. So game one, we had captured the flag on truth. And uh, while the game was back and forth for the most part, Vexed did come out with the win three to two. Um, looks like Vex got the kills that mattered that allowed that final flag cap. And then for game two, it was Slayer on Plaza. Vex showed an incredible dominance in the beginning of the game with a kill lead of over 10. I think it was 13 or 14 at one point that they had the lead of. Yep, and this is kind of what I was talking about. They took game one off of Infuse. Yep. And then they started out strong again on the second game. And Infuse just seemed sluggish and they started, they weren't moving at the pace they wanted to. Okay. I'm going to say this before we get into every other game that was played here. I understand where you're coming from. I think every single game that Vex lost was their fault. Based off what I'm about to say. Fair enough. Throughout the game, Infuse found their footing, and with complete overshield control, they eventually took a one-kill lead in the 46 kill mark. So up until, up until the game was at 45, around 45-ish yep. for both teams, Vex had been in the lead the entire time. Okay? Right. However, like you just said, they failed to control overshield. But not only that, Infuse then ended up winning the game with a score of 50 to 46. So at that 46 kill mark, Vex hadn't gotten a kill for the rest of the game. They needed four. Four. By being in the lead the entire fucking game, and they only needed four kills. For all intents and purposes, Vex should have won that game. If anything is learned from this game, never count Infused out. Something else to note, Infused did not have their normal coach for the London event. I think their coach was sick. I think. Um, therefore the fact they were still able to come back from such a huge kill deficit and win the game was amazing. So series tied one, one Yep. game three strongholds on the rig. First round of this game was very back and forth. I say first round because there was a disconnect within the game. That was a very, that was a, that happened a lot. Yes. So many motherfucking disconnects. It was crazy. Yeah, something was just not working well that day. Remember when you asked me, I think it was last week, um, about like EU connections? Yeah. And I said, oh, they can't be that bad. Well, something must have fucking happened. They're, they must have listened to you. And they're like, you know what? We, we do have pretty shitty connections here. Let's show that on tournament. That's a great idea. Good job jinxing them, Will. God damn. No, it's probably me that jinxed them saying they had good connection. Um, okay. Before the disconnect, Vex had just broken the 80-point mark while Infuse was within the 70-point mark. Again, first to 100 points wins. With the reset, Vex only needed 88 points to win the game, and based off opening strats, they intended to take the game in stride. Then Infuse do what they normally do, and uh, they turn things around and win yet again. There was, a point in t- there was a point in the game where Vex only needed 10 more points to win, but Infuse then got a triple cap to bring the score right back. Again, this is a game that Vex should have won, but they were not able to secure the kills they needed to. Right. I want to explain something here that's kind of, that Go was kind of confusing to me at first. So, Go for it. before the reset, it was um like 80 to 72 or something like that. Yeah. So now, why did Vex need 88 points no, after the reset? They yep. So what what they do on the reset is then take the difference and then they play a full game minus that difference for the team that was ahead. Right. Very good explanation, because I I bet there are people, myself sometimes included, that didn't realize that. So, thank you. Um, So now, Infuse 2-1 in the series. Again, this is a best of seven. Game four, uh, Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Again, another very close CTF game, but Infuse actually came out on top this time with a uh, score of 3-2. So now it is um, 3-1. 3-1 Infused. Yep, 3-1 Infused. Game five... Slayer on regret. Vexed again had the lead for damn near the entire game up until the 45 kill mark. Infuse then took the lead and ended up closing out the game 50 to 47, became the first team in the grand final for London. If anything is to be learned from this series, Vexed need to learn to close out games and maintain leads. Lucky for them, they have some time before the Seattle finals to really hone in on their skill but there were multiple games within the series that they should not have lost. Now, yes. so this this first series, right? Infuse go yep. on to the grand finals. Vex get dropped down to loser's bracket. Pay attention to what Vex have been doing. Yeah. And 
at this point, after when I just watching it from my eyes, what I was seeing and feeling was that right. Vexed was right on infused heels the whole time, the whole time. And they could have had him, which made me they think could they could have had him the whole time. They could have had him the whole time. Yeah. So I was thinking that, okay, Vexed are definitely strong. They're just going to blow through the other teams, get right back and maybe they'll figure it out. Right. That's what I was thinking. And see, I see where you're coming from as well when you said that Infuse seemed like they were a little bit slow to start. Yeah. Because, like, Vex is a Vex is a really good team. Everybody knows this in the EU scene. It's just, I don't. If they can't close out games, I can't put them at the same caliber that Infused are at. I mean, yeah, Infused had been down for most of the series, like until they came back and won each game. Yeah. But. The fact that they were able to come back and close each game. They they showed the patience when it mattered. Right. And then they showed the aggression when it mattered right. too. And yep. we'll get into that later. Um, the next series was Fable Esports versus Maestro Gaming in the loser's bracket semifinals. Now, hot take real quick. If you pay attention to any of these tournaments, it they, they don't call it loser's bracket. They call it elimination bracket. Yep. You know why? Because these teams have already lost once, and they're about if they lose again, they're about to be eliminated. But not only that, they I honest to God believe they don't want to hurt other people's feelings. So it's called the elimination over the losers. Yes, exactly. If you if you paid attention to any other MLG tournament or any other Halo tournament from just like uh, Halo Three, Halo Four, Halo Reach days, it was always losers bracket. And then oh, lo and behold, they just change it to elimination bracket. The reason why I say this, if you listen to any of the casters or any of the analysts during these tournaments, they will fumble and say loser's bracket when they meant to say elimination bracket because they're so used to saying it. Yep, and I did hear that a few times. Yep. So I I was kind of wondering myself is... Yep. Because I've heard it both ways. I just never knew which was the correct term now. So currently the correct way in air quotes, I'm putting air quotes, you can't see this, but I am. The correct way of saying it is elimination bracket. Right. But for all intents and purposes, it's loser's bracket. That's just what I say. Um, game one was Slayer on Truth. I said there's really nothing to major to report from this game as both teams are back and forth the entire time. And that's something to keep in... Oh, I just hit the mic. I'm sorry. That's something to keep uh, in mind for the rest of the series. It was incredibly back and forth. Um, Maestro take, took the game 50-46. to 46. Game two was Strongholds on Empire. Again, game was back and forth the entire way through. It looks like both teams are pretty evenly matched, though. Uh, there was a reset due to a disconnection, lo and behold, uh, with Fable needing 88 points and Maestro needing the full 100. Fable clutches the win with a score of 90 to 81. Game three, capture the flag on Coliseum. Speaking of evenly matched, during this game, we may have experienced the longest flag standoff and what this means is both teams have the opposing team's flag, but no one has been able to score in Halo 5's competitive history. Once the standoff finally concluded, the flags continued to go in at an alarmingly fast rate, with Fable taking the game 3-1 in overtime. Something else to note, SLG from Fable had 36 kills in the game, the most from any player by 8 in that entire game. And if I'm not mistaken, Will... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the flag standoff took more than 10 minutes. Yes. Um, I had to leave my computer for a moment, but okay. I left at the eight minute mark. Okay. I think the analysts and casters said that it was over 10 minutes of a flag standoff. If you guys look at that VOD, please go check out that VOD on Twitch, Mixer, on YouTube as well. Go check it out. The game was crazy. And nobody could believe how long it took for somebody to just fucking die with the flag with the, so it could get returned. It was nuts. The the spawns that were happening allowed the teams to just keep cycling the flag between hands and keep that timer right. going. Um, you know, blue base, the, the flag carrier would die in the base. Someone would spawn blue elbow and be able to grab it right away. Right. And it was, it was insane. It was just insane how long that standoff was. I couldn't believe it. And what's even funnier is as soon as the standoff was over, how quickly the fucking flags went in at that point. Yep. They, they capitalized on the reset kind right. of. And it was just, perfect. Yeah. So good job to Fable. It was crazy. Um, game four was Stronghold on Eden. Another incredibly close game. Both teams going back and forth and a lot of triple caps, um, which means one team controlled all three strongholds on the map. 
happening for both teams as well. This game tied the series 2-2 and also went into the hands of Maestro with a score of 100-87. Game 5 was Slayer on Plaza, the first one-sided game of the entire championship Sunday, with Fable taking the game in a convincing win 50-35. I like to think of this game as the anti-Vexed. Um, where Vexed were not able to close the game with a dominating lead over Refuse in the winner's finals, Fable was able to keep their lead against Maestro throughout the entire game and take the win without issue. The first game you saw actually closed out. Oh, convincing. It was it was just absolute slaughter with for Fable. So good job to those guys. Um, and game six was Capture the Flag on Truth. Fable decided that uh, they didn't want the series to continue, and they dominated Maestro again in Game 6 with a 3-0 victory. Fable will go on to face off against Vex in the Losers' Racket Finals and another best-of-seven series, while Maestro will be heading home with a fourth-place finish. Uh, next up was Fable, Esports versus Vexed E-Buyer in the Losers' Bracket Finals. Elimination Bracket Finals. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Fathom. Oh, and for, for reference, again, another best-of-seven series. These are all best of sevens. Um, game one, capture the flag on Fathom. Fable, Fable was up one capture to nothing until there was a disconnect, which meant that for the replay, Fable would only need two flag captures while Vex would need three to win. Turns out Vex came back during the reset and showed their dominance, winning the game three to zero. Time to see if this means that Vex had learned their lesson from their previous series against Infused. Game two was Slayer on Coliseum. Another game? Another disconnect. This time, Fable only needed 39 kills to take Game 2 due to, the dis- due to the disconnect. Turns out they did just that. Again, Vex had a large lead for most of Game 2, but they just couldn't close things out. I also noticed that a lot of the members of Vex were not sticking together, which made for easy kills to the Fable side. So again, what I saw during this entire game was a lot of individual players sitting on different points of the map, which is good if you have map advantage, like if you have your height advantage, if you have uh, a good placing on the map, like if a power weapon's coming up or you have, if you have advantage, they didn't have advantage. They just kept getting shot. So guys stick together. Use a fucking buddy system. This is not, this is exactly what happened during that infuse series where you had a lead and you lost it. Don't get cocky with your lead. Keep it and stick through it the entire game. Win in a convincing fashion. Show that you belong there. That's where I'll leave that game. Um, Game three was Strongholds on the Rig. And again, another reset. During the first phase of the game, Fable looked to be firing on all cylinders with being in the lead in the 70-30 to mark. Vexed better be praying to whoever they pray to as they dominated the rest of game three and leading the series 2-1. to So after the reset, they came completely back and they just won the game. Game 4 was CTF on Truth, capture the flag. Luckily, there was not a disconnect during this game, and Vex asserted their dominance, taking the game 3-2 and leading the series 3-1. So Vex only need one more win to make it to the Grand Finals against Infuse again. Game 5, Slayer on Regret. Game 4 was a tease, as Game Game 5 opened immediately with another disconnect. And when I mean immediately, I mean like as soon as the game started and people started making their opening strats to get over shield and bottom mid, just, it it was over. The game just, like, I can't handle this anymore. Sorry, guys. Like, all right. At least this time, nothing major had happened before the disconnect. Hopefully, Fable are able to bounce back and make this a series. And yet another reset. This time after a good opening strategy from Vexed. After an incredibly long break, I think like 20 to 25 minutes this break lasted, uh, the third reset of Game 5 took place, and while it looked like it was going to be a repeat of what Infused was able to do uh, to Vexed, while Vexed had a commanding lead, Vexed was still able to close out the game 50-43 to and send Fable home with a third-place finish. So, this leads us to the Grand Finals. Uh, a potential for two best-of-seven series. What I mean by this is, since it's a double-elimination bracket... Infused have the upper hand here. Yep, they have yet to lose. Correct. If Infused win the first best of seven series, Infused are the winners of the Halo World Championship London Finals. If Vexed E-Buyer wins the first best of seven, then it goes into a second best of seven series, in which case, whichever team wins that second best of seven wins the tournament. 
So game one in the first best of seven was strongholds on Plaza. For the start of the grand finals, Infused looked to bring the heat with taking game one with a score of 100-57. The series has only just begun, so Vex still has plenty of time to come back. Something to keep in mind, though, is that if they have two best of seven series to play through, so they will need to really step it up if they plan on winning the tournament. Especially with that super convincing first win in game one by Infused. Game two was Slayer on Truth. With game two, the curse of Vexed continues. They had the lead throughout the entire game, but then Infuse just came right back and took the game 50-46. to 46. Something that should be said though is both teams were doing an incredible job of making sure kills that were being cleaned up. Callouts were on point for both sides, and this also just shows how dominant these two teams are in the EU Halo scene. If Vexed want to bounce back, they will need to shake off that last loss and just focus on the next game. Game 3 was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. Infuse truly showed how dominant they can be with the first flag capture happening within the first 30 seconds of the game. It was unbelievably fast. They got all four dead right off the start. And then they I think they ran the flag top mid, like across both bridges. And it was just instantaneous. It's like nothing, it, the game just started. It was crazy to see. Um, Infuse continued to show the skill they possess as they put in flag capture number 2. Then immediately after the second cap, Infuse decided that the game is over and put in the third and final flag capture to end the game 3-0 and only needed to win one more game to finish the series and take home the title of HWC London Champions. If Vex had any tricks up their sleeves, now is the time to use them as it is do or die time for the Vex squad. Too bad they didn't do any tricks. It was actually Infuse that decided to show some tricks of their own because game four was strongholds on Empire it turns out Infused, they did have a couple more tricks up their sleeves, leaving Vex not knowing where to look and not knowing where to shoot. Infused takes game four with a score of 100-51, and they take the title of Halo World Championship London Champions. Vex need to take this time before the World Finals to really focus up and practice incredibly hard, as Infused looked to be on another level in that Grand Final. They won 4-0. Yeah, they, they came out hard. They, convincing 4-0. convincingly beat them. Um, I will say from the gameplay, from the three teams below Infuse, they definitely need to step it up. Right. Um, there just seems to be something missing that they don't have to get onto that level. Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen Fable versus Maestro, um, you know, all those switching back and forth on the strongholds games. No, they didn't really corner off an area of the map. It was a lot of. They constantly went for trip caps. Yeah. Which was overextending and then mm -hmm. they would lose one on the back end it was it wasn't sound strategy and that's not going to beat infuse it's not going to beat an na team no of course um, not it was exactly what you and i had been talking about previously like when we play matchmaking yeah and we we see like teammates constantly try to go for that trip cap yep and then you lose positioning like you said you lose advantage it, it unless you have two or three dead on the opposing team don't fucking go for that yeah. Just stop. You end up you end up running in circles the whole game. Right. And that's fine. Like I said, it's fine if, if you, you have, have them on spawn rotation. Because yeah. then you obviously have control of the game. But if you're constantly like if you're constantly just switching bases on yeah. point taking. That's what I'm yeah, that's it's no point. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh yeah, it was they need to get something together more solid for a strategy. Right. I agree. They need to really Hopefully they can scrim against some NA teams leading up to Worlds because I think they really need to... A film is one thing, but yeah. being able to play against them is something completely different, so... And yeah, so uh, I would like to say congrats to Jimbo. That's his fourth straight Gfinity event win. He killed it. He's been on fire. He's got it. And and there could have been a time where he may not have been on Infused. Right, they kicked him off. For a week and then brought him right back. Um, From what I was... from. What I was hearing from the stream is that Jimbo's kind of the guy that's the shot caller for him, when to push. He's their strategy strategy guy. Right. So well, considering how dominant he is and how long he's been in the scene for. Yeah, makes I kind was, of sense. Yeah, so I'm I'm still I'm still blown away that they dropped him in the for beginning. For that week. Yeah. For a week. I mean, it's great they picked him back up, that they're obviously dominant now. Right. It is really weird how that happened though. Yeah. I really want to know, hey Jimbo. If you ever listen to this episode, I'm talking to you, my friend. Please release like an autobiography of like what the fuck happened. 
Just for us. Just, just, come on. Give us a little snippet. You don't need to write out a whole biography. Just a little email will help. No, I want a whole, I want a whole biography. I want word for word, quote for quote, what happened. I want the emails or the text messages sent back and forth. We're doing investigative journalism in the Halo esports scene, Will. And I'm kidding. We're not actually doing that. But, Jimbo, I really want this story. It'd be really cool to hear what the fuck happened. Oh, my God. All right. Should we get into some stats? Yes. All right. So, again, we're going to comment on the top four teams here. I'm getting a call from Kansas right now. That's odd considering we live in minnesota yeah we'll figure about figure that out later um i'm not in kansas anymore i don't think you were you ever in kansas no but i was just wanted to say because it's like oh, the fucking God. wizard of oz shit right it's <laughs> oh i'll go fucking cry sh- in a quarter all right leave me alone for reference i'm just sitting here shaking my head right now yeah 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 stats stats deaths per game yes kimbo 9.73 at the top we have with, with the least amount yes. of kills. With the least amount of deaths per game. Le- yeah. Fuck me, right? <laughs> what do you do? All right. Next, we have respect with 10.53. Um, and then... I think that's it, right? That's it. That's going to do it for deaths per game. Now, again, we talked about this for the Orlando event, but we're going to talk about it here as well. We're not, you can go to the link, we'll include it in the show notes, but we're not including teams or we're not including members from teams that placed lower than top four. Because like we talked about last week, these results are going to be skewed because of the amount of games that they played. So we want to include the top four team members here because those are the actual stats that really matter in this circumstance. So there you go. There you have it. Um, Am I taking assists per game? Sure. Okay. The most amount of assists per game goes to Riots with 10.32. Oh, wait. I'm an idiot. It goes to So Snaky with 10.42. And then we have Riots with 10.32. SLG with 10.32 as well. Lunny with 9.89. Flux from ni- for, uh, 9.75. Uh, Quadios with 9.68. Kimbo with 9.53, Cristola with 9.32, Ramirez with 9.31, and Batchford with 9.25. All right. Kills per game from Vex Snipe Drone with 16.32. Absolute slaughter. Oh yeah. my God. Crazy. Again, it's a huge amount. A lot of kills. Couldn't close the games. Yep. Um, from Infused Respect with 14.87. Uh, Frager from Fable with 13.68. Cristola from Fable as well, 13.63. Lunny from uh, Vexed, 13.53. Batchford from Maestro, 13.38. SLG from Fable, 13.26. So Snaky from Fable, 13.05. We have Quadios from Vexed with 12.79. And Riots from Vexed with 12.74. Something kind of notable to say to say about this one. One member from Infused. And all members from Vexed and all members from Fable. But one member from Infused. And they were still able to take it convincingly in the grand final against Vexed. I think they're just spreading the love. Everyone's getting kills. Yeah, they they're spread e- that love. They're evening it out. There you go. But not only that, it, I think it just goes to show you how... Um, I guess I'm going to use the word strategic, even though that might not be the correct word I'm looking for. But the fact that there's only one infused member with the most amount of like top two when it comes to most amount of kills per game. And yet that whole team won convincingly throughout the entire thing. Most of the time. Well, let's go over the next, um, st- stat here. Oh, because- I see. What, okay. So high is KDA. Well, uh, all four members of Infused are on this list. So Kimbo with the top 2.24, Respect 2.23, um, Jimbo with 1.90, and then Moe's with 1.88. Those are all the members from Infused. Then we have Vex Snipe Drone with 1.88 as well. 
Then we have three members of Fable, SLG with 1.85, Cristola with 1.77, and So Snaky with 1.76. And then rounding out the top 10 was uh, Flux from Maestro with 1.75. So, so there we have infused with the four best KDAs. Showing their dominance. Yeah. Yeah. So again, um, next stat line here, highest KD. So we have Respect with one point. 4-1, Kimbo with 1.26, Snipe Drone with 1.2, Moe's with 1.12, uh, 2 Foxy with 1.09, Jimbo with 1.08, Cristola with 1.05, and SLG with 1.04. Sorry to not list team names there. We've done it quite right. a lot. You forgot Snipe Drone with 1.2. I think I'm just going to pick one person each week. Yeah, just <laughs> over it up completely. <laughs> Oh my god! Seems to be the trend here. It's okay. I don't blame you. But you know what? You, we were just talking about this. I'm going to bring it up again. Um, yeah, they may not have had the most amount of kills per game. Yep. But them having the highest KDA, them having the highest KD, it just means that they weren't dying. Yeah. Which is great. That's exactly what you want. You want to be able to close out kills and get the assists that you need, but also not dying. That's great. So good job to infuse staying up there. That's it awesome. means it means they were very efficient. Yes. That's the word I was probably looking for before. Thank you very much. I'm an idiot. So I appreciate that. Uh highest damage per game. Huh. Before I read this, that okay. All four members of Vexed. Again, only one member of Infused on this list. So uh going through this snipe drone taking the top with 2774.24. I'm not gonna read the point. I'm not gonna read the decimal point. I'll just give the basics here. SLG, uh, two thousand five hundred forty-one. Quadios with two thousand four hundred ninety-one. Lunny with two thousand four hundred fifty-four. Respect with two thousand four hundred forty-five. Uh, so snaky with two thousand four hundred forty-one. Riots with two thousand four hundred twenty-nine. And Batchford, excuse me, and Batchford with 2,279. So this shows that Vexed is getting the damage they need. They're not closing They're out not those kills. They're not closing out kills. Right. Simple as that. Close out those kills, maybe it gives them the advantage. Right, especially when you're leading a Slayer game by 13 plus fucking kills throughout the entire game, and yet you let your opposing team come back and win. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, I'm, it's, I'm it's, sounding so mean right now. But I want them to be there. Like, I want them to close out those games. I want these series to be closer. Like You want that good competition. Right. That's it. You want it. It's not that you're rooting for Vector against Infused. It's that you just want the competition to be right. that much better. And I know they want to win. Right. Who doesn't want to win? Exactly. It's just, come on, guys. Please. Put in that, put in that effort. I know you guys will. Put in that practice. And really just show up for Worlds. You guys have that spot. Go and take what's yours. Let's go. All right. Stronghold captures per game. At the top, we have SLG with 8.6. And So Snaky with 7.3. Uh, next, Quadios with 6.5. Next, Fragger, 6.5 as well. Riots with a 6.3. Lunny with a 6.3. Cristola with a 5.6. We have Jimbo with a 5.2 and Respect with a 5.2 as well. Um, do you have anything you want to say about this one? I have, an, I, I have a thought. No. What do you have? Okay. So something to kind of pay attention to here. The name of this category was Stronghold Captures Per Game. The point of Strongholds is to work together as a team. Obviously, it's the whole point of every game, realistically speaking. But if people don't know this, fun fact for you guys, the more people that you have on your team in a Stronghold, the, fact, the faster it captures. Yep. Therefore, Jimbo and Respect, both off Team Infuse, both have the same score, 5.2, which means they're running together. Um, Riots and Lunny from Vexed, 6.33, the same. They're running together. Um, SLG and Snakey, they were around the same because they were sticking together. That, that, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at here. You can see that people were sticking together. They were trying to get the most amount of the the fastest amount of capture time as possible based off those scores so something to pay attention to in upcoming tournaments pay attention to how people are playing strongholds games you can really see how teams really come together and take those caps i do have a point now that you've been talking sure um 
Jimbo and Respect at the bottom of this list, but that means they didn't have to move and keep capturing strongholds as well. Right, they were able to keep what they had and continue getting those points. It's a very, very good point that I bet people would overlook. Good job. Um, Next up we have... Speaking of which, next next up we have stronghold defenses per game. Moe's uninfused with the most amount at a 3.0. Goes to show you. SLG with a 3.0. Lunny with a 2.8. Flux with a 2.8. Quadios with a 2.67. Kimbo with a 2.6. Riots with a 2.5. Ramirez with a 2.4. Cristola with a 2.3. And Fragger with a 2.1. So... Based off, okay, so this is a little bit skewed, but based off of Moses' score, I would agree with you in that, that they didn't have to move around unless they were going for a trip cap that they had guaranteed. Because Infused, being as dominant they are, they're not going to go for a triple cap unless they can guaranteed get it and hold it for a certain amount of time. Because they would have two to three dead or four dead on the enemy team before making a push. So, good on them. Take the next one. Stronghold secures per game. Kimbo with a 3.4, Cristola with a 2.8, SLG with a 2.6, Fragger with a 2.6. We have Jimbo with a 2.4, Batchford with a 2.4 as well. Next we have Riots with 2.3, Flux with a 2.2, Ramirez with a 2.2, and Snipe Drone with a 2.0. Something that I think is kind of weird, yet not really weird, Remember how we were talking about in the um, Fable Maestro series, during one of their Strongholds games, it was constant trip caps back and forth and back and forth? Yep. Look at the teams that are on this list. You have three members from Fable and three members from Maestro on Stronghold Secures per game. Duh. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I would like to see them kind of focus on the ones that matter instead of constantly going for those trip caps. And we'll see what they take out of it and continue into further tournaments. Because they both teams are going to be in um, Seattle, so we'll see what they can take from it. Next up, we have flag defense per game. Uh, two Foxy with a 1.4. Riots with a 1.17. Cristola with a 1.17. SLG with a 1.17. And then Kimbo with a 1.0. Not really much to say about this one. No, well, then uh, next category, flag returns per game. Uh, we have Riots with a 1.17, Kimbo with a 1.0, Fluxus with the 1.0, SLG with the 1.0, <laughs> Lunny with the 0.83, and then Moe's and Jimbo with a 0.6. So, I don't think I have a point for this. The, there are three members of Infused on this list. And based off that amount, maybe, I can't recall, did they have a lot of flags that were taken from their base? The fact that all three of the, three out of the four members of that team are on that list makes me believe that they must have had a decent amount of time where flags were being pulled, but they just constantly getting returns. I remember there was a game where they would get pulled, but for a second, and it would be right next okay. to the base. Sure. So that so- must be where that stat comes into play then. Um, next up we have flag captures per game. Oh, here we go. Um, SLG with a 1.0, Lunny with a 0.83, Kimbo, Jimbo, Moe's, and Respect with a 0.83, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8, and 0.6 respectively. I guess literally. And then Batchford with a 0. 0.6, and Quadios with a 0. 0.5, and So Snaky with a 0. 0.5 as well. All four members of Infused... All right next to one I another. I have to correct you. Oh, what's up? You read it a little bit wrong. Lonnie had the 0.83 from uh, Vexed. Kimbo Jimbo with the 0.8. Moe's in respect with the 0.6. My bad. Fuck me for trying to get through it quickly. Um, the fact that all four members have infused, all right next to one another pretty much, that just means to me that for every CTF game that they played, that they were divvying up flag captures evenly. Yep, and there's not, there's not like a designated runner. You can't right. just pick off one runner. It was perfect. They have the, I think they have the perfect combination for that. Is that, oh, anybody can run the flag. Anybody can make plays on that team. That was great. What's the last category, Will? We have a community creation 
Oh, I thought you were gonna do ball duration. Ah, oh. oh, just kidding. Oddball's not in the, not in this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke every fucking week. So get prepared. I will make a mental note. <laughs> Josh is always gonna read off ball duration. And then guess what? There's gonna be a week where I don't, and then you're gonna be expecting it, and I'll be like, "Fucking gotcha." <laughs> Got to keep you on your toes. All right. Go let's, go ahead with the candy creation. No, you you, you pick this one out. Okay. You talk about it. What well, do we have? So the reason why I picked this one out is because realistically, I could say, "Oh, go on Reddit.com r slash Halo." And check out Meme Monday again, because every Monday, it's Meme Monday, and they're great, and they're actually still fucking funny. Um, But I don't want to highlight that every week. What I was going to say is, if you guys don't know who Forge Hub is, it is a website and a community where they take Forge, like Forge maps and Forge creations and highlight them for everybody else to see, everybody else to download, and so on and so forth. We've highlighted a couple maps from them before. Um... But I just wanted to quickly highlight this. This isn't the community creation because the, it's already technically done. But I did want to highlight this. Um, they're holding a racetrack contest. So if you don't know, there is like racing mini games in Halo. Um, not just Halo 5, but in other Halos as well. And there is a for, there was a Forge Hub contest to create the best racetrack in Halo 5. Which I think is fucking awesome. And um, the... The registration is over and the voting has already begun, but I just want to give a highlight to that. Looking, uh, looking forward to see who the winner or winners are. I think it's a top three placing and who knows? Maybe we'll see those, uh, get added to the action sack playlist in Halo five. I think it'd be pretty cool, but the actual community creation that I put this week, is kind of a cop out, but either way vetoed back at it again. Uploaded another video to YouTube. This time, a back-to-back-to-back Kiltac. Kiltacular, if you guys don't know what that is. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's five kills in a row without dying within four seconds of one another. I'm pretty sure. But he had a back-to-back-to-back Kiltac, which is fucking awesome. Go check out the video. It'll be in the show notes. Will. Yes, sir. Plug the fucking show. Follow us on Twitter at HCS Pro Talk. And remember to send us your cringeworthy puns. Facebook.com slash HCS Pro Talk. Our YouTube is listed here. YouTube.com slash HCS Pro Talk. I don't think there's anything there yet. There isn't. But I'm going to see if I can get footage from Worlds and put it on the fucking channel. Perfect. Uh, we do have a Twitch as well. Nothing there yet. Twitch.tv slash, you guessed it, HCS Pro Talk. No way. And again... <laughs> All of your podcast services, just search for HCS Pro Talk. Of course, we are not on Spotify. It is, it'll be a while, but we'll announce when and if that happens. Right. Now, I want to say this. I want you to keep saying that we're not on Spotify every episode because when we do, it's going to be a huge event. But um, if you guys don't know what Kind of Funny is, they make great content as well. They just announced on their Twitter that they now just got on Spotify. Now, granted, it's been like two or three years, but uh, I still want people to know that we're not on it yet because we, like you said, we will announce when we are, but I just don't want people to know that we're not. So they don't go looking for it on there because believe it or not, I still look almost every day because maybe they won't tell us when it is. It's just live. Right. And so I don't want that to be the... Excuse me. I don't want that to be the case if that happens. I want to be able to announce it. So, yeah. Um, Will, what's on next week's episode? We'll come back with Roster Mania. Hope you enjoyed the soundbite this week. Uh, news, again, some game battle tournaments recap. A look out for that EU game battles. We'll see if it's there. If it's, yes. Um, some more community creations. And, of course, the Halo World Championship Sydney pre-show. If you can believe it, Sydney is two weeks away. Holy shit. The train just keeps on rolling. Oh my God. I, I'm I'm really excited for that one though. And we haven't talked about it yet because it hasn't come up to the to the um to the schedule yet, I guess you could say. But I believe last year for Worlds, they didn't have North American casters cast the Australia and the Mexico events. 
Like if you watched the Mexico event last year, I think it was Mexican analysts and casters speaking in Spanish. So like nothing against that. I mean, obviously for your demographic, that's awesome. But for some, like for people who don't necessarily speak Spanish, I'm hoping that we have North American casters on it because we're going to be watching it no matter what. Oh yeah. It would just be nice to hear what they have to say. And then also um, to kind of flip this around as well, what I really hope that comes in like next championships that happen as well is that maybe we have these broadcasts and broadcasted in other languages too. maybe have a separate channel like HWC um, Espanol or whatever the hell it may be. Yeah. Because like, obviously they're interested in what we have as well. They want to get better. They want to play against who we have. They, they want, they want that first place spot too. broaden the scope, right? Just do that. So like I said, I am not against there being um, Spanish-speaking announcers and casters at these events at all. I, I fucking full force bring them. But I want it to be spread evenly. I want there to be English-speaking for every event. I want there to be Spanish-speaking for every event. French-speaking because congratulations to Fable for taking third. They're a completely French squad. If you listen to their comms that they had, they were speaking a lot of French because they don't speak a lot of English. Awesome for them to see them get that far. Um, yeah, bring more languages. It'd be awesome. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode nine of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. Will, I want to thank you very much for always joining me every week. Couldn't even, do it without you, man. Even when I'm sick. Even when you're sick. Even when you're getting me sick, but you're not getting me sick because I don't know where it's coming from. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week for even more Halo esports news and all that fun stuff. Again, I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week. But until then, deuces.